Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Do not go gentle into that good night. Poetry, I feel, is a tyrannical discipline. I was trying to tell a story. The book came to me in a sort of a haze. This is how to write a good short story. No hope, just booze and madness. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness. Now, lend me your ears. Hello, dear beloved listeners, and welcome to Literati, the greatest podcast in the entire world that, if I'm being honest, it's pretty much like a child to me. And yeah, for me, it's it's something even more valuable than a child. It's... Mm. It's like a precious diamond that I could sell for a lot of money. That's what this podcast is like for me. I love that. You know, Literati is a podcast about books, but isn't it really a podcast about life? (laughs) About love? About death and sex and plagiarism and falling asleep while driving and just listen to me, I'm rambling, Colin. (laughs) Michael, it's okay. It's okay. We all grieve in our own ways. Uh, Hi, everyone. We're your hosts, Colin and Michael, and... God, it feels so weird to be doing an intro like this, just carrying on as if it's a normal day and not the end of the world, which it is it for is us. It is the end of the world. Yeah. Now, you're probably asking, what makes us qualified to host a podcast about books? Well, I wrote a sequel to Moby Dick where the gang gets back together for an, uh, another epic boat ride, and this time they're going after an even bigger, even whiter whale that represents even more stuff and... Guess what? The book fucking rocks. Wow. And I'm Colin, and one time I fell asleep while driving and crashed my car into a library. But fortunately, no one was hurt, except for the librarian and a couple of bookworms. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, by bookworms, I mean children. And now it's time for the bad news. (sighs) Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's with the deepest of regrets and hearts filled with sorrow that we'd like to inform you that this is the last episode of Literati. Yep. And we just want to take a moment to let you know that it's your fault. Yes, dear sweet listeners, uh, our loyal family of devoted followers, 
the blame falls solely on your heads. Uh, Maybe if you'd shared this podcast with your friends and family or sent out a mass email spamming everyone you work with. I mean, maybe (laughs) even just played an episode out loud on your phone while commuting on mass transit. That might have done the trick. Maybe. But sadly, you were just too lazy and selfish to get the word out about our comedy podcast about books where comedians come on as authors. Not famous authors. No, very rarely as famous authors, just like silly names. And then they read the things they wrote. As a joke. They wrote it as a joke. Right. They wrote it as a joke, but they did write it. And then they read it and were kind of nice and kind of mean to them. That top shelf podcast idea just didn't take. But to be fair, you are not the only ones to blame. Uh, There are other people, clearly, Clearly. who bear ownership of literati. And of course, I'm talking about Forever Dog. Yeah, at the end of the day, we clearly didn't care if no one was listening. But the big wigs at Forever Dog, Inc., up in their Times Square, Ivory Tower media conglomerate, they were obsessed with listeners and followers and an audience, and they constantly told us that we had to sex up the show. I can't count the number of times that we got emails from them telling us to be more lewd or drop the book stuff and get to the sucking and fucking or show more skin. And it was I, gross. I, I, it was gross. I always found that confusing in particular because podcasts are primarily an audio medium. Yeah. And apparently we weren't dressing scantily enough to seduce the world. But we refused to degrade ourselves like that. And instead, we wanted to focus on the important and highbrow goal that we'd set for ourselves. Making half-assed jokes about books we had not read. Yeah, but all that being said, we are thrilled at this exciting opportunity for exploring new chapters in our lives. And we encourage you uh, to patronize all other Forever Dog podcasts as we wander the new media landscape as starving pariahs, unable to feed our children or our diamonds. So with that being said, we still have what, like... 50 minutes to fill? Yeah, yeah, maybe okay. more. Yeah, like hmm. closer I kind of said 50. everything I had yeah. to say. Should we just get bitter? Yeah, let's get real bitter. You know what? Speaking of the sexing up thing, yeah. they did make us do an episode nude one time, which yeah. I thought was totally uncalled for. And they wouldn't give us chairs, so we were just standing <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the room with the microphones not where you'd expect them to be. Yeah. So it was strange. And I was like, you know what? I'll do it for the podcast if it helps the numbers. We recorded the whole thing. They didn't even release that one. Yeah. (laughs) They said uh, it was a clearly an error in judgment. Uh, One of their cameras melted, which was weird. I don't know what was going on with that. Yeah. Um, And then it was also weird because they had cameras. Yeah. But yeah, but it's also like the 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 footage didn't sync up with the audio. And now that I'm thinking of it. I don't think those were Forever Dog people. Like, it wasn't the main guys that I know or any of the main producers, Tracy or Emma. It wasn't It was at our apartment. Yeah. And And they set up cameras all over the house. And it came from Craigslist. Oh, yeah, yeah, And I was like, that's weird. Why is Forever Dog now reaching out to us from Craigslist? Yeah. But hey, we would do anything to help the podcast. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, we, you know, we've laid it all on the line for you. And I, I guess, you know, obviously we're bitter and pretty pissed off. <laughs> but that being said, I'm also so grateful for this journey. Oh, yeah. I am furious and just fuming 
but so grateful. Yeah. So grateful. Mm, and mm. I feel a calm in my yeah. heart. Yeah. Because it's like this journey we went on, it was great. Even though it felt a little bit like uh, they uh, had us wander out into the desert. Oh, like um, like that kind like of journey? Like Moses um, leading the Jews yeah, through the desert. But then yeah. they just like left us out in the desert sort we, of thing. Yeah. To be fair, we were the ones who we saw the desert and we were like, that looks good to us. Yeah. Now, Colin, True. I wanted to talk a little bit about... You know, the origins. Not everybody knows how Literati started. Yeah. I, I mean, do you think they'd kill us if we got a little nostalgic? <laughs> Just took some time oh. for us and took a trip down old memory oh, lane. Oh, I don't think they could hold it against us. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it was what? 30 years ago? Yeah, about 30. God, yeah, 30 years ago we started this podcast. And we started because I was a radio DJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, Wolf Boy, uh Bark Bark. I was Wolf Boy Bark Bark, and I was um I was on uh, WBUR. It was a pretty popular station, and I had the what they call the graveyard shift. Yeah, it, yeah. And yes. where where was this again? The... Um, this was in. Uh, do you know Pittsburgh? Yes. This was a small town outside of Pittsburgh. Okay. Called Schittsburg. <laughs> And so it was not a big listener set, but I had to come in with a graveyard shift from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. And I had to play Static. Oh, okay. Not Static X, the band, just actual Static. I could not play music. Okay. That was the one rule. But somebody had to keep the Static going. A lot of people think Static just happens. That's not no, true. Nope. They have vinyl records full of static, and somebody has to spin those. And you'd still have to, like, time the lead-in just right. You know how, like, yeah. you know, the they'll talk for, like, the 20 seconds of guitar riffing before the yeah, singing Yeah, exactly. Starts? So I'd say, yeah, this is uh, yeah. Wolf Boy yeah. Bark Bark yeah. <laughs> coming to you live on WBUR, like, The Snake. <laughs> it would slowly be fading up. And that was where I kind of learned that I had a very, very amazing voice. And yeah. Colin, of course, you were also doing something at that radio station, but it was a little bit different than being a DJ. Yes, that's right. I was, uh, I was, I guess it was like a janitor, but for uh, just the roof of yes. the building. Yeah. You were a... Um, yeah, I guess there's not a term for that, no. but you had to clean up and fix yeah. just the roof. Yeah, it's a lot of like uh, cleaning the gutters yeah. and stuff. Uh, and so, and uh, whenever a bird would die on the roof, <laughs> you would have to go up there and get yeah. rid of the body. Uh, yeah, I, I, and then they, they were because they were like, they, uh, the owner of the station was a animal lover. They said that I had to perform. Uh, like full funeral services for oh all those God. birds. So I would, I would. It That's would, a lot of time. It was a lot of time because I had to go like deep into the woods and uh, sure, yeah, and yeah. I would. Dig, I because you can't go in somebody's backyard. You can't. You have to go to area that's okay to put a corpse. Yeah, and out of uh, respect for the animals, I had to. The grave still had to be six feet deep. So this took a lot oh, of time. Oh, yeah. That's a lot for a bird. A six yeah. foot deep, one foot wide hole. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I don't even know how you dig that. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of time spent uh, burying birds. And Colin, how would you then do the like eulogy or the service? Because I'm guessing you didn't know a lot about the birds. No, I didn't. I, I, you know, there's a lot of guesswork. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. There was some repeat 
uh, stuff, you know, sure, you would like find of, something that worked. Yeah, and do a it lot again. of like, uh, you know, uh, they loved the sky, and uh, right. they, uh, you know, they're soaring up with the angels now. Like, there's a lot of repeat right. stuff, you know. Yeah, just like, um, yeah, exactly, angel type work. Yeah, uh, birds are the angels of the earth. Yeah, and angels are the birds of heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that sounds like a shitty job. Yeah, it was very bad. Uh, but then I, I. Uh, I did, uh, you know, I, I started working for you. Yeah, of and, course. And uh, I was the one I who mean, had to go find the records that had the static. Yeah, you were also my chair. I was your chair. Uh, but then I guess we just, you know, I wasn't on-air talent at first, but you and I kind of developed a rapport. Just one day you, like, started talking to me. Well, I was choking on a cherry seat. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was that's choking right. on a cherry seat because you know how a lot of people, um, they – tie cherry stems uh, into a knot with their tongue to impress uh, hot singles at parties. Yeah. Well, I was like, oh, you think it's impressive with a stem? Wait till I do it with a pit, a cherry, you know, pit. Yeah. So I was trying to tie that into a knot, and I choked pretty bad. <laughs> and you had to come and and herk me. I think it's called herking. Yep. Yeah, and herk yeah, me yeah. back to life. Yeah, I had to give you a medical herk. Yep. Uh, and, and you saved my life. I did. And but also, since you weren't a doctor, I was able to sue you for malpractice. Yeah, which is how you came into your fortune. And uh, that was coincidentally about the time where my life started going horribly wrong. Interesting. And at that same point, um, there was obviously WBUR was part of um, the larger Schittsburg uh, Community College Network. And we would wander at, from you know 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. because we weren't allowed to interact with the students or be there when any living person was there. Yeah. We could go into the morgue anytime we wanted. Wanted, but we could not be around the living people and we could wander around the halls and we found there was a chalkboard with an equation on it yes oh yes that nobody could solve yeah and we walked by it one night and it just suddenly clicked for us we saw it and we were like oh my god this makes so much sense especially i think your uh, janitorial skills a lot of people yeah. didn't think you'd know what to do and we just walked up and erased the <laughs> equation yep. and we're like now there's so much more space for doodling yeah exactly yeah. and it's not a problem anymore <laughs> yeah how do you solve a problem you just get rid of it yeah that's it's it's similar to the you know if a tree falls in the woods does anyone hear it right. if you erase which by the way the answer is no yeah no there's no one there yeah. so how could they hear it yeah prove me wrong yeah, easy. But similarly, uh, if you erase an equation from the board, does it cease to be a problem? Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. Again, another big philosophical question solved yeah, by which, us. Which is part of why Michael and I uh, famously hate philosophy. Not into it. Yeah, they're, they're just like dumb. I don't roundabout. like ambiguity. No, I like certainty. Yeah, that's why. We enjoy fiction literature. Yep. And so it was around that time that we were wandering these halls, and we basically one day, um, we were in a classroom, and we had misjudged the time, and it was 8.01, and class was going to start, and it was an English lit class, and we would have both gotten fired if we were around a living human being, so we hid, um, and they had little cubbies, and we hid in a cubby. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. And we accidentally... They, these were cubbies for college students, yes. College yep. students got to put... Well, again, the Schittsburg U class is not doing great. They no. need a lot of help. It was, they were classes for uh, mixed ages, so there were actually some preschoolers and some, like, 25-year-old It was adults, pre-through like, post-grad. Yeah. It was pre-K through post-grad. Yeah. Um, and so we were in that uh, cubby, and we accidentally learned. Yeah. And we uh, tried to avoid this our whole lives. And had been pretty successful. Yeah. Um, and that day we became intellectual elites and coastal liberal um, bigwigs. And that was the day it happened. And we started using our static hour. It was called the static the static block. And we um, started kind of talking about the books that we were reading. And we started talking about the books that we were writing and developing this rapport. And then... Um, you know, we we developed a big following, and then Forever Dog, uh, we had a meeting with them. Um, at that time, I think they were in um, the Virgin Records Tower. Yes, yeah. Which is in L.A. Is mm-hmm. that the big one that's there? Am I thinking of Empire Records? Or uh, the Virgin, Virgin Tower? Uh, I, don't, I do not know. Hmm. Uh. Anyway, somebody, um, there was some virgin around, and we went into a big... And they had an empire. They had an empire. Um, maybe I'm thinking of Richard Branson. And um, yeah. they brought us in. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen like um, a musical biopic. Oh, sure. Yeah. They're, uh, Ray, uh, Walk the Line, mm-hmm. uh, exactly. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Uh, Rocket Man. Yes. Yeah. Um, Very There's popular. always a point where there's an artist who's out there doing it on their own. And then they meet a record producer who they the movie never says it explicitly, but they're evil. Yeah. <laughs> And they offer them, like, hey, come do the corporate gig. Yeah. And compromise your values yeah. and stuff. And so that was Forever Dog for us. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, if you, and again, we love Forever Dog, but sure. you can't get a more corporate buttoned up. Like, you know, they're, they are going for mass mainstream sure, yeah. comedy podcasts. It's not, yeah. they're not, it's not, you know, out in Brooklyn doing the weird <laughs> comedy stuff. No. Finding people who are doing cool things and giving uh, their voice a platform. It's all about the bottom line mm-hmm. money for mm-hmm. these forever dog people. <laughs> and, and I mean, I think that reflects in their programming. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we were like, maybe we can do it differently. And for the past few years, we really have. Because as a lot of people don't know, we were the first Forever Dog podcast. And then we went on a two-year hiatus. And then we came back. We did about 30 episodes. And now we're done forever. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, I mean, so many people have followed a similar path. Where you get in on the ground floor with a company. uh, You decide to take a break. You let them get big, yeah, and then you, then you uh, come back. You come back, and uh, and uh, uh, you can't you garner a following, and uh, and then you're done. Yeah, I'm waiting for the Beatles to put out a new album. Yeah, because they've been taking that long break. Yeah, and speaking of uh, you know, not uh, uh, garnering a, a following, like yeah. uh, you know, they were uh, saying we had how many listeners? Two hundred, three hundred, two to three hundred listeners yeah. per episode. Yeah, which is so, pretty huge compared to how many yeah, people are here yeah, in the studio. Yeah, and and see the thing I don't get is if we're getting two hundred to three hundred thousand mm. listeners, what are some of these hit podcasts getting? You I know? know, it seems it seems like the numbers are too huge to fathom. <laughs> yeah, I don't but know. Hey, two to three hundred thousand listeners an episode. I'll take it, yep. but. 
you know, what, what are you going to do? Um, you got to get up in the millions, I guess. Now, um, sadly, since this podcast is over, our, we don't work, Colin and I don't work in a linear way. We're not people who say, okay, I got an episode tomorrow. Here's what we'll do. We're, we're fountains. You know, you ever see a fountain of water, chocolate, or cheese? <laughs> <laughs> That's like us, but with ideas. And these fountains uh, are flowing, and so are we. And so we have. And we only, uh, like a water fountain, we only flow when people push our buttons. And also, like a water fountain, we're full of pennies. Um, So we have all of these ideas. We pretty much had the next six years mapped out of the Literati podcast and pretty much scripted. A lot of people don't know, but everything is scripted for this podcast, even this right now that we're reading. Yeah. This, uh, and also we've done about. Oh, man, we've done about uh, four to five different takes for, like, each chunk, For too. each chunk. Even yeah. the stuff about the, like, uh, Virgin Tower Records. Yeah. Um, I think it was Capitol Records was yeah. what I was thinking of. Even that was intentional. Yeah, because Michael got it right the first time, and we're like, no, no, you got to get it wrong so that you can remember later what the correct building and, was. And so then, and yeah. f- And then it becomes yeah. satisfying when we yeah. sum it up in a bit right now. Yeah. So anyway, we just wanted to give you a quick look at some of the amazing things that we were going to get to that now our audience will miss out yeah, on. Yeah, this is a shame. We're sorry. You're never going to get to hear this on the podcast. And but. we're just going through some of, some yeah. of the many, many things. So um, uh, here's one. We're going to do a whole episode about this. How to write a book without any characters or plot. <laughs> And this is this is tough because a lot of people say it can't be done, but Colin that, and that, I know how. Yeah, that just someone saying it can't be done fuels the fire. Yep. It makes us want to do it more. You tell us we can't do a podcast anymore. We're not leaving. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're gonna keep doing. We're gonna and keep. We might doing. actually stay in the studio yeah, and yeah, just yeah. try to kick yeah. us out. Yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah. Maybe we will stay. Yeah. And you can't tell us no if we are living here. Yep. It's called squatters rights. And uh, again, if you hear anything in the background, that is intentional. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, you're like, oh, how can you write a book without characters or plot? I can tell you. Maybe set it in a terrarium 6,000 years after all the humans have died. Oh, that's a good idea. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, why can't a book just be all of, uh, you know, setting a scene? Mm. Just 300 pages of setting a scene. Yeah. Yeah. It just is the beginning. You're getting to it. And then the book's over. Yeah. And that makes you think, oh, what could have been? Mm. What was here that I didn't even realize that I missed because it wasn't there? Yeah. So uh, here's another idea uh, of something that we were going to do on the podcast, but you'll ne- never get to hear. Uh, coffee shops that let you use the bathroom without buying anything. This is huge for writers. Yes. You're going to yes. have tough periods. We're going to call them skinny periods where the money is not flowing in. So you don't have $3.50 to spend on a flat white. Yeah. You, you you can't get a you know a four dollar and fifty cent oat milk latte oh, you know uh, so this uh, I guess this idea it was just going to be tricks on how to save money yeah were, were we we were what were this we were playing we were going to get episode was just going to be listing the coffee shops that won't either charge you or won't notice if you just go in and yeah. use the bathroom here's the trick if it's a small coffee shop where they can see you from where the barista yep. can see you from every uh, corner of the room yep. that's not a good coffee shop to go to if it's a two-story starbucks yeah you're probably gonna have a lot of luck so uh yeah that's pretty uh that's pretty exciting stuff yeah absolutely here's another one um 
Again, there's a whole episode, maybe even two or three episodes on this. Facebook, useless time suck or the perfect site to help you start brainstorming writing ideas when you can't think of anything. Mm, okay. The answer yeah. might surprise you. <laughs> uh yeah it's uh i think you can uh everyone's always posting about their lives on facebook mm. so that's that's great ideas for uh characters and um, if it's on facebook no one owns it exactly so you can take that status and turn that into a you know a young adult children's series yeah yeah someone uh someone says oh i'm so sad my husband was murdered Ooh. <laughs> Give it a like first. Be you, polite. And you'd then be go, surprised Ooh. how many. <laughs> yeah, first that give might, it a like. Of course. <laughs> that shows, okay, I saw this. I liked it. That's giving credit. Yeah. And then go, ooh, I think I could write a book about this. Yeah. Because really, Facebook, I like to look at it like a writer's room where it's like mm. uh, everyone's just thrown out ideas, uh, but you know, no one owns, no one owns anything. That's true. Yeah. Again, just one more amazing thing that we were so excited to talk about, but now will be lost in yep. the sands of time. Never get the chance. You know what, Michael? Uh, I know this one. This is going to break your heart. We were oh. really looking forward to doing this one. Yes. How to move back in with your parents. And now this was going to be a 63-part docu-series. We that actually we were hired do. a crew. We had Ken's Burns, and he was going to show up and follow us around as we slowly moved back in with our parents. Yeah, we sunk a lot of money into that because we've already we've we filmed we've, it. Yeah, we filmed it. We're, we edited it. Yep. And we were just doing Foley sound for it. Yeah. We were kind of like there was a part where Colin slips in mud and we were like, okay, well, how do we get that sound again? And it was me punching pudding. Um, <laughs> and now I guess we just stopped doing yeah. that. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's a shame. Um, But you know what? That's an important one. Every writer would need to hear some you, kind of guide on how to move back in with your parents. Because you think you're the first one to have to do it, and there's shame you're involved with it. You're not alone. We all move back in with our parents. Some of us, many times, I moved back in with my grandparents. Yeah. Because my parents, I, I failed there as well. Yeah. I moved in with my parents. I got a job at the grocery store. I got fired for letting all the fruit go bad, and my parents said, I, we can't afford to let you live here anymore, so I had to move in with their parents. Yeah, luckily, your grandparents, uh, they're suffering from pretty bad memory loss, so they didn't remember that you'd already lived with them I just have before. to introduce myself every day. Yeah. And That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I can do that. Yeah. Um, here's another great thing. Um, this was going to be a, a really exciting topic. Movies. Are they books, too? We no. Were gonna, they're better. <laughs> we were going to have a whole episode on why movies are better than books, which, I mean, come on, we're not telling mm -hmm. any tales out of school there. That was actually going to be a short episode. Yeah. We had a round table of 12 different professors. <laughs> um, Leonard Moulton was going to come in. Uh, we had um, the guys who did uh, who wrote Game of Thrones, the D.B. Weiss or whatever they are. Um, we had, of course, um, Jonathan Franz in. Mm -hmm. uh, we were going to get uh, Maya Angelou, all these very exciting writers and film people just to say, for the last time, movies are better. Yeah. We were just going to go one by one down around the table. You all get to say if you think movies are better than books. And then that was the end of the episode. Boom. Done. Yep. Easy. Never going to hear it. Uh... Uh, here's another thing we were going to do. Uh, this is a shame. We were going to rank the 100 greatest novels of all time based on fuckability. As People, in <laughs> our fans have been asking us for a long time, rank the 100 greatest books of all time. Give us your list. Give us your top 100 list. Yeah, but we were going to, we we're like, okay, but in terms of fuckability. Sure. Is in which we mean, which book could you fuck? 
scientifically. So this was a this yes. was, there's scientific value. We're not letting our emotions take hold here and say like, yeah. oh, uh, yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That yeah. seems like a book I could fuck. No, yeah. we were going to do the tests, yes. do the work. And we're not going for cheap jokes like uh, Moby Dick. Okay, oh, grow, grow up. up. No, we are going to. <laughs> I'm so sick of that. I'm glad that we never made a Moby Dick penis joke on this podcast. Me too, yeah. And, and uh, we could have. Prove us wrong. Go back and check the episodes. If we ever made one, just share that episode with hashtag Save Literati. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's another great thing that we can't do anymore: collaborative writing or how to not share your work. Um, which is basically like Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman did this a lot. There, anytime you see a um, a book with two authors, somebody didn't show up, and the other person basically wrote a book. It's basically like the school project thing where, like, you know, the cool kid, you're you're teamed mm, up mm-hmm. with, like, someone for a school project. But they're the Joel cool McIntyre. kid. Joel McIntyre. Yeah, and so then you end up doing all the work because you want to get a good grade, but mm. they're not showing up. They're not, they're not doing the work. That's what this is happening. This is what's going yeah, on here. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so here's another one. Another episode we were going to do, childhood writing heroes who are now just old weirdos you can message on Twitter. <laughs> More of them than you'd think. Yeah. A lot of people who were like, grew up thinking, wow, this person's a legend or the greatest writer of all time. Now they're just some old person you can message on Twitter. Yep. And they will probably respond. Yeah. Some of them have done our live shows. One of them. <sighs> R.L. Stein. <clears throat> He lives too far away to come and do the podcast, and now we'll never get to have him on. But we, yeah. he said he wanted to. Yeah. And that's true. And he and we have a video of him doing the live show, which maybe if we had put that out on Twitter, it would have gone viral and people would have. Or just done the audio listened. of that one. Oh, that, that could have been a good podcast. <laughs> hmm. Should we cancel this one and do that instead? Yeah, maybe. I mean, that could be the thing that saves literature. And it's, it's so, Michael mentioned it before. It's so flattering that someone started the hashtag Save Literati. That's so flattering. So flattering. And I'm glad that no one can trace that back to any specific IP. Yeah. Um, okay, here's another great thing that we're going to dive into. Uh, an episode where we find J.D. Salinger and beat the shit out of him in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah, sort of like a punked type of thing. Yeah, you know? he's like, oh, I'm a recluse. No one can find me. Yeah, well, we might be able to fucking find you. Yeah, you're a recluse. We're going to wreck you. That's very good, Colin. High five. Great. That rocked. And then bring us on home with this last one. All right. And the final episode we wish we could do, never going to get a chance to do, Pencil versus Pen. (laughs) The Great Debate Part 2, which one tastes better? Now, if... Oh, I have so many strong feelings about this. And if you remember, in Season 1, Michael and I did a debate on Pencils versus Pen this is the rematch, mm. the taste test. Mm. Yeah. And let me tell you, I've been practicing. Yep. I have been eating so many of both just to get ready. But, My you know, guts are full of ink right now. Alas, what are you going to do? Mm. I ate all those lead pencils for nothing. No, not for nothing, Colin. I'm you st- ate them to learn. I'm and stronger now, for it. And you're ready to write because when you spit, you spit graphite. Yeah. You spit lead. Yeah. You bleed ink, quite yeah. literally. Yeah. And I, I said I said I'm stronger for it, but uh, physically I'm weaker for it. But yeah, m- mentally stronger. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So those are just some episodes uh, that we'll never get a chance to do, and it's it's really sad. Yeah, um, yeah. Now what I'm wondering is, Colin, should we maybe reach out to some of the people who have been near and dear 
to this show and just sort of break the news to them because this is for you listeners. This is the first time you're hearing yeah. this. Should we tell people and, and we, then maybe and our, see if they're? Yeah, I wonder our, who would our be friends good don't for that. even know, and it's. I mean, this is like telling someone you have a terminal illness or something. Yeah, like, or this worse. Is, yeah, because a podcast yeah. is over. <laughs> this is really like. I just don't know how some people are going to take it. I mean, like, it's potentially really scary. I mean, like we might listen to some dear friends crying on air and just yeah. weeping for us and what we're losing. What do you think? Uh, who do you think we should mm. reach out to? Wow. I mean, um, you think we should? Uh, I've got so many numbers. Yeah. Of so many people. Uh, do you want to try? I mean, we we've tried some people that we've called before, like uh, Becky Matt Rogers. Put- Sure. I mean, maybe we just try with Matt Rogers. Yeah, should first. we try calling other forever talk? Podcasts? I think we should start, and let's just see if he picks up. Let's just say we haven't talked in a long time. Um, and let's just see what happens. He's going to be devastated. I know he's going to be devastated. And if he doesn't pick up, we'll leave him a really good message. Yeah. Hi, you've reached Matt Rogers. Oh. Leave me a quick message and I'll get right back to you. Okay. Oh, wow. I mean, he might, he said he's going to get right back, so maybe he'll, tone, he'll get back message. to us. That's right. true. Yeah. He'll probably get back to us right away. Hi, Matt. It's uh, Michael Wolf and, and Colin O'Brien. Yeah, hey, Matt. We are in the middle of recording the last ever episode of the Literati podcast for the Forever Dog Network. And as a past guest on the podcast, we just knew that... <laughs> <laughs> we knew that you would be, you know, devastated uh, that the podcast is not continuing on. And we just wanted to reach out uh, during the recording and personally let you know yeah. and give you a chance to just sort of respond. We and were we were hoping you'd pick up because we wanted to tell you in person. Uh, yeah. And, um, um, you know, we just uh, would also love advice on what's next for us. And maybe if you could uh, pull any strings here at Forever <laughs> dog just you know uh technically this is the last episode so as we're speaking this it's all over but um any any sort of hashtag um would just be greatly appreciated but mostly we just want to let you know and let you know that our yeah. heart is with you yeah and we i mean we we started we we thought of uh of a uh hashtag uh, save literati but we don't really have we much can of use a, anything we don't we don't really have much of a twitter presence so anyway, if you could get that started that'd i be know great. we've never talked on the phone but um just call me back as soon as you can bye Ah, sad. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, I guess the only thing is he'll be able to grieve without yeah. fear of like, uh, you know, having to do it in front of us. Sort yeah, of thing, that's you true. Know? He can grieve in his own way. Um, um, that's privately. true. Yeah, yeah, we'll let him privately grieve. <laughs> Who else should we call? Uh, Maybe somebody who's been on it more recently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, should we call? Uh, <laughs> we could call Mark. Yeah, Vigent. I guess we'll call Mark Vigent, the code lord. Oh, let's give him a quick call. Oh, boy. It's going to be absolutely devastated. Hey, you've reached Mark. <laughs> and it went right to voicemail. Okay, let's keep this short. Okay. At the tone, please record your message. This is good podcasting. Yeah. You may hang up or press one for more options. 
Hey, Mark, it's Michael and Colin. Yeah, hey, Mark. Uh, Just letting you know um, that the Forever Dog podcast, Literati, which Colin and I host, uh, is officially done as of this podcast, which you and your voicemail are on. We were just reaching out to kind of give you a moment to grieve publicly. Yeah, we wanted to break it. We wanted to call you and uh, tell you, you know... uh, you know, we wanted to do this in person because we know um, how much our podcast means to you. Um, we this was the podcast where you first discovered you wanted to do comedy, and then also <laughs> that you liked doing computer stuff. So we just wanted to tell you in person, and then we yeah. forgot to. So we are doing it now live on the podcast. So yeah. call us back. Bye. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I feel like calling our friends and having it go straight to voicemail doesn't make me feel better. So what I would like to no. do is call some we, people. We can, we can also try calling friends later on in the podcast if let's we feel like Let's call them later. Yeah, yeah, but right now, let's call Penguin Random House <laughs> and just sort of let them know. Because I know they've been following us. Um, and we'll just see. We'll see what they have to say. And I also think that they're probably looking for a lot of cool new media like podcasts. Well, yeah, print media is dying. So, I mean, this could be good. This is a Thank good opportunity. calling the Penguin Random House consumer line. Okay. Our office is now closed. What the fuck? Please call back during regular... Wait, maybe there's a voicemail. Yeah, maybe. Thank you for calling Penguin Random Oh, there isn't. Oh, fuck. wow. Okay. Okay, well, I mean, I hate to do this because they're my number two choice, but I'm going to <laughs> Harper Collins. Okay. And this is going to be a good chunk of the podcast. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Harper Collins. They better pick up. And also, have they published any books recently that you want to like? I have not looked into that. I have want to. No, I like, haven't checked. Really. Okay, it's ringing a lot. Thank you for calling. Our office is currently closed. What the fuck? Our regular business hours are Monday to Friday. It's eight forty-eight p.m. This is New York, the city that never sleeps. Yeah. They're gonna have a voicemail. Oh, wow. I gotta say, the voicemail, outgoing voicemail for HarperCollins is so cheap sounding. Yeah. That I wouldn't want to have my podcast hosted by that publishing company. No. And, and you know what? Uh, this, I'm sorry. Like, this, this, this is just bullshit. This that, is that, bullshit. They won't pick up. They won't talk to us. It's like, this feels like censorship. It does. So we're yeah. gonna have to go a little bit lower and call Barnes and Noble, the one on <laughs> Court Street here in New York. And then we'll get. And less page turning with the new Nook Glowlight Plus, our largest e-ink reader to date, with exclusive Barnes and Noble audio content and the highest Nook resolution for crisp text. And we can cut all this. Members save 10% on all Nook devices and accessories. This is just an ad for the Nook. For the Nook. That can't be your outgoing message. We are open Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Okay, they're open. 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Okay, here, oh, we, here go. we go. Here we go. Nice. Hi, uh, my name's Michael Wolf, and uh, I host a podcast called Literati, and uh, it's basically um, it's a podcast where we have comedians come on and read uh, author readings as the authors, um, and it's sort of like a funny take on. Um, on sort of literature. And so we are wondering if this is something that Barnes and Noble would be interested in as a new podcast series. Uh, so the thing about this Barnes and Noble, particularly Barnes and Noble Court Street, is sure. that we do not have an event space. Oh. So we 
Okay, well, what if we just did it um, in, you know, my apartment on my Mac laptop and we sent you the files and you could put it up on your website or Twitter? I don't know if Barnes & Noble has like a Twitter. Handled through our corporate office. Okay. Through the individual Got it. So I'm calling the wrong number. Okay. I would love that number. Uh, I don't. I don't have one for like external use. Hang on just a second. Uh, would it? Wait. Wait. Before. Through. Before you do that, would it change your mind if I told you that our podcast currently has two to three hundred listeners? Doesn't because it's still not my department. Okay, okay. Well, you know what? I, I appreciate it. Uh, I personally may listen to it. No. Oh, okay. There's I can do. Well, I love Barnes and Noble. Thank you so much. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll try again later. But uh, thank you for your time. Bye. She said she's gonna listen to it. Yeah, that's so wait, pretty so wait, good. I, I wonder. So that's now, another listener, baby. <laughs> if we get up to three hundred and one listeners, I mean, that's got to be enough to say. We us. didn't get a specific number, so right. that's got to tip the scales. Well, okay, so then fine. If it's if it's two hundred and one to three hundred and one listeners yeah. now, like that's and she didn't say no. She just said wrong department. Yeah, and so yeah. that's also the note that I've kind of been getting my whole life. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like people just want us to leave. Yeah. Uh, and well, they just no, don't just move to a different department. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wow. Well, that felt good. Yeah, I'm glad we got through to someone. Yeah, I, it was nice to connect, and she sounded awesome. Yeah. Ugh. Man, well... Man, um, our newest fan. Well, Colin, I, I, I know we don't want to spend the rest of this time being bitter. Is there no. anything else that you kind of wanted to talk about? Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, this is our last time to talk to mm. our... 200 to 300 listeners. Uh, 301. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to, you know, I don't want to spend it all being bitter. I want to use this platform to give them some, you know, parting words of wisdom. Oh, you know? That's beautiful. You know? Uh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. Let's, let's. Because Colin and I, what, what, what have we done for all low these 60 episodes? We've taken nuggets from the ground that we found and we've shared them with the world. We've said, this is a priceless thing that we've learned about writing. Here it is to you for free. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to just do that. Great. I, I want our parting gift to our listeners mm. are, is just these words of wisdom. Hold them dear. Yeah. And so I would say, uh, oh, gosh, I guess one thing I would like to say to our listeners is write what you know. Unless what you know fucking sucks. True. In that case, make up some cool ass shit. People have short attention spans these days. So if all you know is giving your cat her eye drops and putting flaxseed in your oatmeal and not having sex in over a year and a half, then fucking spice it up. True. Write yeah. what you know. But if what you know sucks, make something up. Exactly. That's great. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I love that. Um, I, I, I've got something I want to say. Never write a main character into your novel who is smarter than you are. Oh, absolutely. It's just not sustainable, and you won't be able to keep up. That's why whenever I have characters in my stories, they don't have more than a fourth-grade education, which is pretty much why I only write children's books. Oh, right. That's why? That's, That's why you do that? Okay. one of the main reasons. Okay. Um, the Encyclopedia Brown series, that was like um, the 
thing that kind of uh, was beyond what I could ever mm. do. It was about kids, but it was about smart kids, and yeah. I knew that's not for me. Uh, also, I would say that if you describe yourself as not much of a reader, maybe don't have a comedy podcast where the entire premise hinges on your character being a pretentious, overeducated literary type, and don't turn it into a monthly show that you end up doing for like four years and then spin it into a weekly podcast where you only get to do about 60 episodes, except you're out of your depth and out of ideas and do something else, for Christ's sake. Just do something else. Like water colors yeah exactly paint by numbers that sort of thing fun uh i would say another piece of advice dear writers dear listeners understand that you have control over some things and other things you have no control over at all Mm. for instance you have no control over whether or not a publishing house chooses to publish your novel you do have control over what you write Maybe something like a kick-ass action spy thriller series called Kung Fu Colin. You know, something like that. I like that. And again, you have no control over whether or not you get sued by DreamWorks for plagiarizing their hit animated film, Kung Fu Panda. No control. No control. You do have control, though, over making a slight adjustment to your novel to avoid legal action that would financially ruin you and agreeing to rename your novel Karate Boy. There you go. One final example. Sure. You have no control over whether or not you're now being sued by the Karate Kid franchise. Mm. On top of that, Mm. DreamWorks is resuming legal action because in making tweaks to your original novel, you now decided to give Karate Boy a sidekick that just so happens to be a talking panda who knows kung, kung fu. No control. No control. But you do have control over how you fake your own death to avoid being sued. You also have control over where you start over your new life and what new name you go by. And finally, you still have control over your new book series idea entitled Punch Man. Colin, I do have some bad news. Yeah? This is true. Do you know that there's a very popular anime series called One Punch Man? Oh, fuck. This is 100% <laughs> oh, true. Jesus fucking it's popular. Christ. It's very funny. Oh, so that might be... That might be I'm going to have to start over again. You know what? I've got words of wisdom. Not for you, Colin. I'd say for you, move to Arkansas. Okay. But for our listeners, literati is not just about writing tips and the craft of writing. It's about motivation. And it's about just doing it. You can't wait for anyone to give you permission to be a writer. You just have to do it and go for it. So to any aspiring authors and people thinking about becoming a professional writer, we here at Literati want to say, go for it. And remember, it's never too late to follow your dreams, unless you're over the age of 35. Yeah. At that point, I'd say maybe just don't bother. You know, learn to be happy with what you've got and, I don't know, you know, wait it out. Death will come to take you away soon enough, so hang tight. Yeah, that's good advice. But if you're under 35, go for your dreams. Yeah, follow your dreams. No mountain too high. And uh, finally, just some parting words of wisdom. We here at Literati just want to give you a list of professions that are jobs with the most job security oh sure this is useful yeah so um michael i guess we can trade off sure. you know there's a dentist nurse practitioner physician's assistant respiratory therapist database administrator actuary statistician podcaster oh no i'm sorry <laughs> no, I no, no, that. No, yeah occupational therapy yeah aid. so that's just a list of careers with the most job security do with that what you will. Yeah, they're not going to be recession-proof. People are always going to need them, though, and they pay well. It might not be glamorous, but you have a, a nice life to yourself. Now, yeah. 
I do see that the sun is setting, and that means that it's almost time for us to close this book. Mm. But every good book needs an ending. You know, the oh, beginning of a book is important, yeah. but so is the ending. And I, I think what a better way to end the literati book than by sharing some words that we've written. Oh, yeah. I would love nothing more. We have all these guests reading words that they've written. Why don't we get to... How often is it that we get to share? Exactly. I mean, honestly, I, I've been nervous. Yeah. I, I talk a big talk, but I sometimes thought, am I more of a uh, those who can't do teach person? Yeah. Maybe. I, I'm nervous. I hope I can do. I hope I can write. I don't want to talk just a big talk and walk a small walk. I want to walk a big walk. I want to walk a big walk. So I guess let's do that, Michael. Let's, uh, do Share you mind some, if I, yeah. You want to go first? I'll, I'll go first. And, and I just want to say before I read this poem, uh, you know, it's sure there's, it's, it's a bit sad to be leaving forever sure. dog, but you know what? I'm looking at this as an opportunity. This is the first step of a new journey. This is the first page of a new book. And I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. What does the world hold for me? Yeah. What does the world hold for us? Mm. We can do anything now. Truly. And I'm excited. I'm I look Boundless at possibility. Oh, so great. So this, uh, with that in mind, I wrote this poem, and it's called Hollywood Ending or Into the Great Wide Open by Colin Michael O'Brien. Please don't let me go. Please don't let me go. Please don't let me go. This is my home. I want to stay. Please don't let me go. I will be good. I will obey. Please don't let me go. I am an old dog, but I can learn new tricks. Please don't let me go. It's cold out there. I will get sick. Please don't let me go. What can I do? I will do it. I can be better. Let me prove it. I'll be faster, funnier, stronger, smarter. If it takes hard work, I'll work 10 times harder. I can be likable and effervescent. I can get more likes on my social media presence. I can sell mattresses. I can sell meal prep kits. I will sell anything. I will fucking sell drugs to kids. I'm begging on hands and knees, though our listenership won't grow. Please don't let me go. Please don't let me go. Please don't let me go. I want to be one of the big dogs, but I am just a pup. The dog house has been torn down and all the doggy doors are shut. I've whimpered and whined, but the end is coming faster. So if you must, go ahead and put me out to pasture. As we say goodbye, teary-eyed, I see the pistol in your hand. There's nothing left to do, no need for one last stand. Destiny is calling, so if you see my mother, tell her. They were a forever dog, and I am just old yeller. <sighs> wow. That was really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it took a. It took a lot. I felt like I was burying my soul. A what little was bit that there. about? Uh, I don't know. Just a bunch of words. I mean, poetry so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> so stupid. I, know, I so, loved it. So, just you so had easy, a really yeah. good strict rhyme scheme too that I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I don't it. know. It's just words. You know. It, 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 you, you know what? I saw you in it. Yeah, yeah. And that's I, what's important. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, do you have anything you'd like to? Share? I do. This yeah. poem's called "A Wounded Sparrow" by Michael John Wolfe. Betrayal. Getting stabbed in the back by someone you thought was your real friend. I'm so sick of fake people. Talking about you, Alex and Joe. You didn't even come to my birthday party this year. Which, to be fair, never ended up happening because I just got super busy with a ton of stuff. And then when I did have free time, I just like wanted to chill, you know? But still, you could have gotten me something. Like an iPad Pro or an iPad Air Mini each. Anywhere, where was I? Oh yeah, betrayed. Like a sick dog in the street getting kicked. 
even though he did nothing wrong. And if he knew that was your kid, he never would have bit it, probably. What else? What else? Uh, I'm just processing, though. Processing through writing. It's what writers do. We take pain and make it into art. Also, note to self while I'm writing, pick up oat milk on the way home. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I can't believe... Is this... Is this... This is... Based on uh, truth, I'm assuming. I can't believe they didn't Some show up. Some of to, it. Some I can't believe it. they didn't show up to your birthday that yeah. you didn't have. Well, still, that doesn't excuse them for not showing up yeah. or not throwing me a birthday party. Yeah. And Alex apparently lives in LA now. I mean, what? sorry, Joe does. <laughs> I mean, I can't keep it straight. Yeah. Who's here? Who's gone? It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, someone went Hollywood. Oh, brother. Oh, boy. I guess I have uh, one more poem. <laughs> I think we have time for just one. <laughs> okay, so this is a uh, this poem is entitled "Getting Some Tough News" by Colin Michael O'Brien. Oh fuck! This stinks. So yeah, that's that wow. One, yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, really yeah. really good. Yeah, I like that. There was so much there in just that um, short amount of words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to read? No, I just wanted no? to um, say that we will not ever leave this studio. Yeah. And we're refusing to leave um, until that Forever Dog goes back on the, uh, until Forever Dog lets Literati back on the air. Yeah. So we're doing a sit-in and we're not going to go. Yep. So I guess we'll just. Good uh, luck. Good luck getting us out of here. Yeah. Because we're taking over the airwaves and we can talk all night. Yeah. And I think that the uh, hashtag Save Literati... Let me check uh, on Twitter. It's trending, I would assume. Yeah, let me check. Save Literati. Oh, my computer just died. So that's not a good sign. Hmm. As soon as I had full battery and then I typed that in and it died. Wow. But uh, you know what? We're going to stay here. We are holding Forever Dog hostage um, all night, all week if we have to. Yeah. We're not leaving. So... Uh, what did you want to talk about? Is there anyone else we want to call to break the news to? Oh, my phone is also dead. And I'll, I pretty much ran through my contacts there. Oh, wow. You had three, you had four contacts, Barnes and Noble. Uh, Harper Collins, Harper. Penguin Random House, Mark, and no, Mark five Rogers. Contacts. So five contacts. Oh, wow. Well, that's all you're allowed unless you pay for like premium on the, I have these. This is a yeah. uh, Metro PCS burner phone. Yeah. Oh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, you know what? It is It is getting kind of late, and I have to pick up laundry. Uh, oh. What time is it? It's 9.04. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm also... Uh, my roommates and I were supposed to like just have a house meeting. I Just like a chat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing big. Just sort of check-in sort of thing. Oh, but I mean, like, you know... Do, do, do. Well, I mean, I don't have to get the laundry, but I love when i pick it up and it's warm and i can just sort of like yeah. hug it tight that it's like the closest thing i have to happiness do you think maybe maybe emma our uh our producer and sound engineer would would you like take care of the sit-in while michael and i leave you'll okay she's nodding yes cool so if we go and we do our errands and honestly if i'm doing my errands i'm doing laundry i probably won't make it back tonight but i'll come in first thing tomorrow morning and we'll resume the sit-in yeah because i didn't get a good night's sleep last night. so i'd like oh, to get like no. a good night's sleep before i start i'm gonna the take melatonin tonight yeah. and just really come in tomorrow strong so then you'll let us back in to like continue the sit-in great like 
Promise. You'll be, you'll be loyal to us, not Forever Dog. Okay, great. That's okay. a yes. Great. Awesome. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the end of that chapter. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.